0: hello and welcome everybody to flicker effect episode 304 we're recording this on sunday september 8th i'm david lott joining me this episode is bobby jackson hey everybody what's up yasha wilson hey 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 everybody and michelle hillard
1: hello everyone hey
0: uh we have survived Dragon Con. We have survived Hurricane Dorian. Um we're we're back back to a uh, regular schedule.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: All of that is promising.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were at Dragon Con last weekend. DragonCon <laughs> was good. I mean, nothing kind of new to report from Dragon Cons, same old con, but it's great.
1: Yeah, I, just awesome cosplay. Awesome cosplay. God. That Thanos was pretty sweet.
0: There was one Thanos, yeah. I, I assume we're talking about the same one that was
1: That really big that one that we walked by that really was like, yeah. wow, if Thanos was real, that mm, would be that, about the size. That's, that's
0: getting close. It's <laughs> pretty
3: yeah.
1: close. He's got maybe a little bit more to go, but that's it was pretty impressive.
0: Did you go to any panels? Some.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I watched some panels on Dragon Con TV. <laughs> we we I, watched a lot
1: of panels on DragonCon. We did.
2: Um <laughs> we did do that. Yes. Um, if by panels you mean bars, then I'm sure so they <laughs> Yeah, bars. Dragon Con panels,
0: parties. Yeah. We attended some of those. We
1: we attended the parties. We did a lot of walking around and hanging out, like we usually do. I don't know panels. It's funny. I had a ton of panels marked in my schedule on my <laughs> isn't, app.
0: Isn't that the common problem? Like, same but, here.
1: But it's like it's like it'd be like ten minutes to to a panel start. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like walking over there. <laughs> like, right. I literally got to a point. Mm-hmm. I was like. I'm drinking this drink and I don't really feel like walking over there right now so Neh. <laughs> and then it was like meh moving on next yeah. thing to look at
3: but- Yasha's right though because I did see you guys post a lot of party stuff on Instagram so I'm kind of curious when what's your schedule like like so how <laughs> late are you out at these parties and oh. up by the next day
1: oh.
0: so yeah <laughs> the parties most of the themed parties end at 2am yeah um, there is still stuff going on though. There's a rave usually every night. It
1: starts at three AM. Starts at three, 3. AM. It 3. goes oh. until five.
0: Yeah. Um, and we've
1: attended it in the past and this not, year not at all this year. This year there was one night I think we got really close to going we toyed to it. With the idea. We really did. But it was like it was so funny. We got back from doing a party, whatever. We went back to the room. We made ourselves extra cocktails and we got into our pajamas. And I think that's what shot us in the foot. We got, well, we got into comfortable clothes. That's what it was. We didn't get into pajamas. We got into comfortable clothes. And then we started walking around and we walked around for like an hour. And then by the time we got back to the hotel, it'd be like, oh, we could, we could throw on some quote unquote party clothes and go to the rave. It was like, nah. or we could just go to bed. Nah. <laughs> and What the, time was that? 3 a.m. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was yeah. before 3 a.m. that we made the call, but okay yeah.
1: well yeah i think it was like a quarter to three as we're walking back to the hotel like oh yeah yeah because
0: yeah. I, I mean that's as much as i enjoy staying up late at dragon con it's t- i don't know about you guys it's tough for me to switch to that kind of sleep schedule i my work schedule i get up pretty early <sighs> so thus i go to bed fairly early every night like and then trying to go to con and shift my body to go no 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 we're gonna try to now sleep stay up and then try to sleep in and that and that's the tough thing too for me i mean i we stayed up till 2 a.m some of those nights but my my body's still like oh the sun's coming up time to go like it's it's
2: tough to for mm-hmm. me to sleep in yeah, you know it's me. rough i mean when we did it like i mean i don't know how bobby really felt but by the end of the weekend for this year's comic-con i was spent like completely annihilated and that was Getting up early, going to con, walking around, going to panels, coming back to the room, changing or getting <clears throat> me, situated to go back out to be up till about 11 or 12, maybe a little later, to go back, rest, and then do it all over again the next day. Sometimes staying out a little bit later on Fridays and Saturdays. Right. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. Yeah. I mean, I I command bobby but and you know and we'll attest to this like the minute we got back to the car i was like man i'm so tired bobby was like you can go to sleep if you want to did not hesitate at all on that offer and i passed out the entire (laughs) right now and he and he soldiered through it just and he was fine like that guy was just he was a trooper
1: he is a trooper he is a trooper at, at comic con
3: i yeah that i mean it's it's my one a once a year thing so i Give myself that opportunity to just trudge through things, no matter how tired I might be. If uh, if there's something you know going on to where it's it's it makes it to a reason to stay out. If there's nothing really going on, then call in a night early. You know it's no no big deal. But if there's some stuff going on, it's why not? I mean, I'm not going to be back for another year. And when and uh, think about it in terms of this next coming year for 2020. To, who's who's to say I get a day, you know, to be able to go to the um, panels and stuff? It's all about the lottery, so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. well, enjoy my time while I'm there.
0: Right? No, I, I get it because I mean that's I tried to stay up as late as I could most of those nights at Dragon Con but then there's just some nights where I just couldn't. There was one night in particular I think I ate too much and my body was just done. Like,
1: oh yeah, you shut you shut down. Yeah, I shut down fairly early, early. that night too. We, went to, For Dragon Tr- Con we early. went to the Star
0: Trek party and I'm just kind of standing there going. I'm trying to wake up. I'm trying to wake up. (laughs) It's just not happening. Yeah,
1: you were like sleep standing, basically. Basically. I felt like if there was room for me to shove you, you would have fallen down.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, since we're on the subject of Comic-Con and cons in general, um, I wasn't for sure if I was going to bring this up or not, or if I would have time to bring this up, but this year i kind of want to uh since you guys will be in san diego for next year uh i was thinking we could maybe play it a little game and uh for our get together for next year's comic-con have a little little uh winner takes all kind of thing what do you think
2: well, Win- well, you haven't mentioned any stakes or anything. Yeah, no, I know. What's happening? Winner takes all. That's a no. that's a gamble in itself, Bobby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so
3: no, the the winner would just be that what we normally would do, where the person gets the dinner kind of thing. So, and losers pay for dinner. But uh, the game itself would start. I don't know, maybe in a week or two. But the 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 object of the game is uh, guessing the top five box office movies of that week. And so for any movie that you get right, you pick that spot, you get one point. So a total of five points if you guess all five right. And then two extra points if you guess within $2 million of the box office total for the number one movie of the week. And everyone has their, has their picks in by like Tuesday night. And we see and talk about it on the podcast when we um, do the, the podcast that week.
0: Uh, I mean, sure, why not? I'm game
1: yeah, sounds fine.
0: <laughs> shall you win
1: uh sure, probably probably not going to do well on that, but sure, sure, why not yeah, why
0: Watch. not I probably won't either
1: yeah. but. it'll
3: be an easy game. People at home can play along and tell us what they scored, and I figure we can run it from whenever we start till the end of the year, and then that will determine you know who wins, whoever has the most points by the end of the year.
0: All right, so we're starting what next next week? Is this what's happening?
3: Yeah, I think that'd be a good good time to stop uh, start. Cool. All right, it should be pretty easy to guess next week. So, I mean, you probably figure it. Chapter two will be number one again, and blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. So right, right.
0: yeah. All right, that's the plan. All right, All right. I'll All right. send the rules out again if you guys missed. Yeah, i I already forgot um, what's happening, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you mentioned it. It's chapter two, so I'm curious. Yeah. It chapter two came out this weekend. I saw it. You saw it, Michelle. I think everybody saw it, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think everybody was excited to see it too. Uh, what, what did everybody think? I don't know who wants. To, if anyone wants to jump in first, I don't have the bowl in front of me, but
1: it's too far away.
0: It, it is too far away. I'm not reaching Actually, over there. Certainly, know where it's at. It's it's, it's <laughs> back there. It's hiding. It's
2: crying because we never use it anymore. Uh, I you know, know. you'll go okay yeah I'll, I'll sacrifice i'll be the sacrificial lamb and jump on the sword um you know what i liked it i i liked it i thought it was a fun movie it did make me jump i thought it was creepy i do think that i liked the first one a little bit more but i did really enjoy this movie the talent that they had playing all these main characters was just fantastic And it's kind of how I envisioned them from the book once I remembered it and remembered reading the book. And I, you know, watched a couple of videos to help refresh my memory because I wasn't about to read a thousand page book before I, you know, finished this movie and whatnot and everything. But I I enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job. Bill Hader was great. Um, Jessica Chastain was fantastic as well. But these are all actors that, you know, I think we're all pretty expectant as to like what they're going to do um bill skarsgård was fantastic as well he just was creepy as all hell but i don't know i for whatever reason um i liked the first one just a little bit more but i thought this was a great movie i thought it was a lot of fun i thought it was stayed pretty close to in tune as to what the the book was and and they did a good job with it so i i definitely would recommend to anybody to go see it Uh, Bobby, what'd you think of it?
3: Yeah, same page. I I liked it. I think that the first one is a stronger movie and my reasoning for uh, feeling that the first movie is stronger is because I think there's something just inherently scarier about kids having to face up against something scary. And in this movie there, there's flashback between when they're kids and when they're the adults. And I think any time when it was the adults having to deal with Pennywise or any of the uh, scary circumstances, it, it, it was fine. But it didn't elevate it in terms of how heightened the, the, the creepiness was to me when in this movie there's situations mm-hmm. with other kids that are around as well. And I thought that's when it was really at its height when there's other dangers that don't involve our main cast. And the movie, it's pretty long. And while I can't really see a way to cut it down based on trying to do exactly what, uh, Andy Muschietti wanted to do with this one. I do see if there was a certain thing that happens with the characters split up. If you just take that whole thing out and maybe put something else in there that could have cut down a significant chunk of the movie, uh, in which, um, they have to come back together at some point. But, Overall, yeah, I did like it. Uh, it's, it's not as strong as the first one, but that's fine. I think they did a good, good enough job of having these new adult actors in there take on the personas of what the kids did in the first movie and then make for a, a solid second half of this um, two-chapter two movie.
2: Yeah, I think you hit it the nail on the head, Bobby. I think it was the fact that it was kids, maybe the first time around, and this kid, this clown was trying to kill these kids. I did enjoy the the interaction, but I think that's what really held it together for me, the first one, and why I thought the first one was so great so great.
3: And I, I will say in this one, Bill Hader is super funny and in this movie. And He's so um, Yeah. And and the kid who um who plays Eddie. I forget the actor's name, but he was like my second favorite in in this movie. Uh with his sort of like insecurities and his his funny quips that he would make about the situation at times. I think he was my second favorite character in in this movie, uh-huh. but yeah, for sure I think it's the kids that kind of do the heavy lifting in the, at least in this uh first movie and then to Kind of balance that out with the second movie, do you still connect with those kids just from having seen them in the first movie,
2: yeah, it was it was
0: great, yeah, I couldn't agree more well, Michelle, what did you think of it chapter two
1: um i'm I'm pretty similar to the guys. I think maybe I liked it a little bit less than they needed, but overall, I did enjoy it. I like it for what it is, and I think it's a nice way to wrap up the story itself. Uh, I definitely think the first film is a far superior film. Um, and yeah, I, there is definitely something to do with the fact that when children are facing off against something scary, it seems to be it It, it seems to echo with you a little bit more. It resonates more with you, I think. Um, but I will say, though, like I felt that this. The sequences when the adults would have to face off against Pennywise alone, I thought those were also scary, along with the sequences where they would remember when Pennywise would go up against them, you know, single-handedly from the past. So it's like, I, I did find them scary. It was more like when it was just them as a group against Pennywise, it wasn't very scary. But the, the few times that it was it was them versus him. I mean, there were some good jumps. I was like, oh, geez. Oh, God. <laughs> like... It would, it would yeah. give me a few times. I was definitely like, Oh God, that totally. Ooh. Okay. that I just jumped like a little girl, but, um, no, I think the performances are pretty good in this one. And yeah, I think Bill Hader is really good in this. And, um, honestly, scars got, scars guard is really good too. There's a few facial expressions that it's like, you're watching it. You're like, is he making that? Or is that CGI? There's something I'm like, no, that's, that's him and there's something like no that's cgi but like he even says he's he worked really hard on his facial expressions and contorting and stuff like there's times that he was it was definitely him doing things i was just like ooh, that's freaking creepy as hell dude (laughs) like um, just very animalistic
2: yeah it was very animalistic
1: oh like the scene under the bleachers Mm -hmm. but yeah no it um no i i liked it and i enjoyed it I don't by any means think it's great and I'm definitely not as excited of uh, coming out of this film as I was with the first one. But it, I like it for what it is. Uh
0: <clears throat> yeah, I I I liked it, <coughs> but I I definitely think the first film is far superior yeah. to this. Like um I thought I thought it was fine, but I definitely didn't find it as scary as the first film, probably for a lot of the reasons you just mentioned, Michelle. Um I mean this this film though, like the first one, does still do an amazing job at it, even just the kind of jump scares that yeah. normally. I'm to the point now with horror films and jump scares. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, but this film still, man, it nails some certain scenes. Like it even does. even the scene that you see in the the, the trailer, which you've seen most of the scene in the trailer with her and the, the old, old woman. Yeah. Even that scene, which it's not really a spoiler, but. Yeah, like that was still like just visually, I'm like, holy mother of God.
2: <laughs> it's just well, yeah. it like, not what you were expecting. Yeah. You were expecting. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, this movie does still do that well. But overall, the movie is definitely too long.
1: It is too it, long.
0: It is it got a big section in the middle. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. talk spoilers, but it's got a big section in the middle where kind of everyone's doing their thing individually and I get that, but at the same time, it just, it drags on too it long. It does
1: drag on too long.
0: And then the, the ending for me, it was,
2: just, nah, I, I really didn't care. And... Well, in all honesty, like the ending in the book is kind of the same way. Like right. it just kind of stops and I, I'm not going to get too into the spoilers, but what it was at the end of that movie is kind of how it was in the book. I mean, I remember even reading it when I was a kid and I was just like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Really? That's what it is. That's what they're? That's what he's describing. So it kind of doesn't have the full potential of what, you know, <clears throat> what it could be. I mean, it's like he he even criticized you know, King has been criticized for, you know, not having a strong ending for some of his books before. And this kind of holds true to that. Like, it's just kind of like almost like he threw this in there. It's like, well, let's have this because I don't know what else to do.
3: Right. Well, it's ironic that that is included in the movie as well in the beginning with uh, Bill's character. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's
1: the running joke that goes on and there's even that cameo that happens and it's just ironic Mm because you're just watching it going, huh, that's really funny and huh, that's the criticism and huh, that's definitely what's happening. Like it was all very (laughs) like, huh, this is all very full circle here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. It's all very meta. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I will say I did one thing about the direction of the movie that I found done really well and had me looking... Forward to each one. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but Andy Muschietti's, um his ability to transition from scene to scene towards the beginning of the movie, I thought was done really, really well. It, you would just see one thing, and then it blends into something else, and then you know you're into another scene. Mm-hmm. I thought he did that really, really well.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And some of the other to echo some of the other things you guys have said, like the cast is great. And their ability to act so much like their younger selves mm. was incredibly good, I think, across the board. Bill Hader was very funny. And mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the lot humor overall on this one. Um, and I, I was watching it, too, going, so did they shoot the stuff with the kids back when they made the first film? Which apparently, now I've learned they have not. Like, they mm-hmm. shot it, and apparently, if this one article I have come across is to be believed, they basically de-aged some of them. Yeah. digitally for this movie. Cuz oh, I was really? I was watching it going kids at this age age quickly. I know it's oh, only it's, been 2 years, but yeah. I mean you we've seen stranger things. We know how much older he looks. And yeah, he's wearing big glasses, so I think it's maybe also easier to kind of keep him looking as young as he did when they made the first film, but mm-hmm. I'm still going Wait a second. They must have shot this stuff back when they made the first film, but apparently they didn't, and I guess they digitally de-aged some of them. So. Yeah. I can see that. I read yeah. that um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, a lot of the same, like, compliments you guys are giving, and I, I agree with, other than just overall, I, f- I don't know. I, I, I just overall didn't find it as scary. It was too long. And, I, yeah, the ending was what it was. And I was going to say, too, I, I I'm coming at this from someone who I've definitely read my fair share of Stephen King, but I have not read it. And it's been a, quite a long time since I've seen that original miniseries, series. So I, that is basically out of my memory at this point. It would be like watching it fresh if I ever did we watch it. So I went into this still kind of not knowing how this was going to end. And I will say the kind of main story to how he kind of is even there, I found kind of like, uh, really, this is kind of silly. <laughs> I wasn't. A, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. But so no, I get that. I, I, I walked out of the movie disappointed. I was pretty excited, considering, Michelle, you and I just watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so that was,
1: was. I was pretty Jones. It was very fresh. I very was jonesing fresh, for this.
0: And I was very happy with that movie. You know. And then I was excited about this. And I walked out disappointed. But,
1: I don't know if I walked out disappointed. Like, I was like, oh, but I was kind of like, huh? yeah, Yeah, I guess. I hate to use the word disappointed but yeah it does def- it definitely doesn't live up to expectations and th- what occurred in the first one. Yeah, it just it ran too long. There's too much just uh, not like dead air or anything, but it's just kind of like hum ha storyline kind of at, at points. But yeah, yeah, and the ending's just not as strong as I would have hoped it would have been, right. but uh, I can't complain about the the scares i I was imp- like I said, yeah, the jump scares they they got me man and and I don't get that many jump scares when I watch other scary movies like you're saying, like I do sometimes, but they gotta be really good, and these these got me like hard <laughs> like and the jokes were good, especially Bill haters and even the guy who plays um the older version of freddy Eddie, I get the two of them confused
0: i terrible with names in the movies. I forget which one that
1: Bill Hader played, but the opposite, the other kid, the kid that his mom, you know, was like uh, a germaphobe and made him all crazy too. But anyways, his yeah. I thought I thought their jokes were were both really good. Like they just played really well off of each other, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, it just it went on kind of like my review for this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yep, they've chapter two. We but, move on.
1: But I I will conclude with if if you've seen the first it and you've been curious about seeing the second one, still go see it. See how this whole thing wraps up because it's it's worth your time. I will I will I'll put it that way. Just don't have the expectations that it's going to be as good as the first, but it's good and it helps wrap everything up for you. I'll put yeah. that out there.
0: Yeah.
3: And the box office did well enough to where it does seem like most people who had Wanted seen the first one it. Wanted to go see this one because yeah. I think it was like yeah. 91 million, 94 million, somewhere around there. And yeah. the first one was 106, 110. So seems like a lot of people who saw the first one saw the second one.
0: Especially for a movie that's almost three hours long. That's yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: and rated R.
0: And rated R. And yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. True, yeah, true, yeah. true.
0: Well, uh, moving on. Hey guys, other than it, I actually watched other things. It's kind of crazy.
3: It is kind of crazy you for you to watch. <laughs> More than one thing in a week
0: uh, What did you watch? I, I watched It's frustrating, I've watched two shows But the frustrating thing is, is both of them I am very nearly done But unfortunately, <laughs> with as busy as this weekend was Which this it was, was This weekend insane. has been basically nonstop. <laughs> I was not able to finish either show I'm on the last episode of both The Boys and Carnival Row um, So it was an Amazon week this week
1: it's, which is impressive, considering uh, Dragon Con, Hurricane. And actually, the only reason you have to watch the one show is because of the hurricane.
0: Yeah, we won't we won't go into details on here why that is, but yes. Basically, because of the hurricane, I was able to watch The Boys. Uh, and I'll say, I mean, The Boys has been out for a little bit. You guys have talked about it, Bobby and Yasha already. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a damn good show.
1: Like, I hear such amazing things. One day I'll get to watch it.
0: That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got to say about that. Like, yeah. I'm, really I'm very much itching to watch that last episode. Well, I started the last episode even. I'm like 10 minutes in and then I had to stop.
1: Oh.
0: Um. So yeah, I need to finish that last episode. <laughs> and then...
1: Uh, well, wow, You're like giddy about this show. I can oh, tell. It, it, it's Gee, good. You're like, oh, <laughs> the voice <laughs> oh, is oh, so yeah. good. It's very entertaining.
0: I'm looking forward to you seeing it.
1: I'm looking forward to me seeing it. <laughs> I've heard I get why, because
0: like the- Bobby, you've texted me a couple times going, so, you're going to watch The Boys? You're going to watch The Boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Bobby, geez, <laughs> <Come> watch it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's one of those ones that, you know, I know typically you're busy and there's a lot that you would like to watch and can't get to, but I just had this feeling that The Boys is one of those shows that if you watched it, you would be happy that you spent the time to get around to actually watching that one even with everything else that you would like to watch so i was like uh you know let me see if he's had a chance yet and so when i would text i'd be like oh let's just see let's let's see if maybe it, it at least puts it back into his mind for a second
0: it's like yeah you were trying to keep it there so i wouldn't like forget it and let it go you like yeah David, come on don't let don't forget this one this is one of those shows yeah. but uh yeah no uh yeah, very happy with that show. So
3: That I, episode four is still – I still think about that episode when I think about that show. Uh, just the airplane scene. Oh, it's, yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, wait, I'm trying to remember what yeah, happened in that yeah. episode. Um yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, The Boys, very good. I'm a fan. So,
1: it's the story, the writing, the action, the comedy, the acting, the actors, what's...
0: Yeah, kind of everything. It's just to show that it it moves along at just the right pace. It's interesting. Every episode is interesting enough that you're like, okay, I want to keep watching, I want to keep watching. And and I'll kind of use this as a transition comparison, like it's if anything it has been tough watching it at the same time as carnival row because and i'll go ahead and share my thoughts on carnival row i overall i like carnival, carnival row but when you're watching boys at the same time which is an incredibly well done show carnival row is good but it's not it's not paced as well it's just not every episode isn't like oh my god i gotta watch the next one like the boys is. It's
1: not super riveting.
0: No. And
2: Dave, you even sound like, you know, Carnival Row is good. Like you're questioning your own judgment on whether or not you actually want to say that. Cause I'll, will I'll fully admit like the thing
0: that Carnival Row for me has going for it is, is just the aesthetic and the the kind of time period, even though it is fantasy. It's, right, it's really right up my alley. <laughs> so I really want to like Carnival Row a lot. And I do enjoy it. I like watching the show. I've, every episode I've watched, I've enjoyed watching them. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it's it's hard to say it's as good as something like The Boys. It's just not. <laughs> but um, but it's like I want to like it so much. But, I mean, the acting in Carnival Row is good. And, I mean, yeah, I, I like just this kind of world. I, I enjoy it. And even got some kind of lovecraftian kind of themes in it which i enjoy you know being the fan of him that i am but uh yeah it's i mean i haven't watched the last episode yet so we'll see how the season ends when i finally watch it sometime this week but overall i enjoy it but when i'm watching it at the same time as something like the boys as i've already said it's it's just not as good as that I mean, you've you've watched just as many episodes as I have. Michelle, what do you you think?
1: Yeah, I I think I'm enjoying Carnival. Well, I know that I'm enjoying Carnival Row, and I feel that there's... It's definitely interesting and intriguing, and I like the themes that are happening in it, and I like the world that they've created, this fantasy world set in a turn-of-the-century style in almost like a Dublin setting, kind of. Like, you're getting kind of a lot of different little mixtures of things where it's very Victorian, it's, you know, steampunky. Like, there's just a lot of these kind of motifs happening, and I'm really enjoying all of that. And I think the story itself is really interesting and intriguing. And for me, honestly, it's, it's, it's what you're saying you enjoy about the boys. The pacing, I think, is just... It could be faster. It's not slow or anything. It could be faster. They could put more into each episode than what they have done, and I'll say the exception of like one episode, I thought the pacing was really well done. But otherwise, I felt like you guys could put more into this in this episode. Like there could be more happening. Like there just could be a little more happening. Um, but overall, I'm I am enjoying it. I wish that I liked it more than I do. Yeah, yeah, that's where I am.
0: It's like man, I. Like just as soon as I saw a trailer for it, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. This just looks cool.
1: And it had a lot of really great reviews when it first debuted out. Like I remember seeing my Twitter was blowing up that that day, like it released, and I was like, Oh wow, people are really loving it, they've binged it, they're having a great time with it. I'm like, I'm excited to get back home from Dragon Con and go watch this. Like I'm I'm looking forward to this. And I guess in a weird way I was kind of hoping to have like my new Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. in this. And that's just not what's happening. So maybe my expectations were higher for this. I don't really know. But I'm not am not not mad at it or anything. I just it, it's just not meeting the expectations I think I had in my head for the show.
0: And the show also, some of the themes it's it at times is a bit obvious and heavy handed. Like you know Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as Especially much as I appreciate the message
0: that they are portraying and telling us I, I completely agree and I get it but at the same time it's it's, it's a little
1: yes yeah. yeah. and
0: how would you describe the show for people who haven't seen it oh man I'm going to be terrible at this
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it, it's set in a fantasy world so I don't even know if there's kind of a a, a if you give it a, a time period, like you said, kind of turn of the century, so it has that look it's about a, it's it. A,
1: it's like turn of the century, Edwardian, Victorian, steampunky it's, kind of the, the edge of a, the change of. A, I'm trying to think, but it,
0: it and this is the part where I'm going to get names of things terribly bad. But here, here's my attempt, and yeah. you guys can correct me. But it takes place in the city, the city called the Burg is our main setting for the show mm. which has a uh a mixture of people basically regular humans um and we also have these the fae the, fey, well, the these... mythical creatures and they
1: call yes. them creech and then there's fae which are fairies and, and then, then, then we have
0: these uh, the pucks right um
1: which are like a horned half man half I don't want to say a horse. It's not a centaur. No, it's
0: a, so like rams, ram. Ram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in this situation we're in, there has been a war where the fae normally live, which is called Michelle Universe. Yes. Yes, uh, and they basically have been forced out of that. The fae have been forced out of their basically their homeland, and now they're we they're see living, amongst, living humans. amongst humans and pucks in the Berg. And you kind of getting a lot of the, as I just mentioned, some of the heavy-handed themes about immigration and and racism in the show based on not the color of your skin, but on basically your race. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of the basic storyline here. Or yep. the, that's the basic setting. Yeah,
1: that's, that's that's what's up, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and I mean, is uh, it Cara or Kara Delavine? Cara Delvine.
1: I thought it was Cara. I always
0: hear Cara. Cara? All right, Cara Delvine. I think she's great in it. I, yeah. I really I like her enjoy her in this film, in the show. Orlando Bloom is good. I mean, he's. I don't think he's anything amazing, but I think he's good in it.
1: He's, yeah, I think he's fine in it. I think Orlando Bloom's always just one of those actors. I've never seen him just really get into a role to a point where I've been like mother of god Orlando Bloom nailed that that moved me like I've never seen him do a role that's moved me but I've also never been like oh well that was horrible like I'm like no he's a solid actor actor." so no it's good but Cara Cara Delevingne definitely she steals the show for sure I
0: think so and you get your fair share of Game of Thrones actors in this there are Uh, yes But um, overall, I'm enjoying the show. I'm looking forward to also watching that finale, which I haven't watched yet. But uh, I wish I could be talking about this show, having seen it in its entirety. And unfortunately, I just have not. So I couldn't make it work. Bobby, you said you've seen like the first episode, right? Yeah. What do you think of the one episode?
3: It's uh, it's a lot of what you guys are saying as far as pacing and for the acting i everything's is very well done um in that in that regard and the the aesthetics of it look good it's just that i think for me at least from this first episode it's not grabbing me it's it's kind of I, I i hesitate to use the word as dull but it just there's nothing that's keeping me captivated the the dialogue seems so dry and it's sometimes even hard to understand, honestly, it, just because of their accents. And so there, there's part of... I feel like I'm missing some stuff when, when they're talking. But there's little to no action in the first episode. There's some, but it wasn't anything that I felt is the kind of fantasy-type action I guess I would look for. Mm-hmm. And I think... The one of the, the main problems for me in, in this series so far or at least within that first episode that I've watched is kind of like how you mentioned David Is there's other things out there right now that have that either fantasy element or uh, something of the sci-fi nature or whatever that has the pace that is has me where I kind of think of The way I describe The Boys to a lot of people is to me it's one of those binge shows where after each episode you can't wait to watch the next one. And it's one of those binges that if you start it at a late time, it'll keep you up late because you won't want to stop. And then there's other binge shows where, well, I've started it, so let me just make it through to the end because I want to see what happens. And that to me feels like how Carnival Row is based off the first episode. It's like, yeah, I'll watch it. But I'm not feeling like I, I'm instantly wanting to press play on the next episode. And and I think with there being so many other good things out there, it might end up being on the back burner for me and coming back around to it at some point in time later on because um, just because of that nature of it not really grabbing me. And I don't even feel like they did, at least within that first episode, enough to set up the... The world building to to let you know exactly like who's who's in this world, um, what are their quote unquote abilities or like what's their thing that makes them who they are and special, and it, 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 it seemed contradictory in some sorts because just in the in, in the beginning of the first episode, there's a scene where the the fays, which are like the fairy creatures with wings, are running away. From I guess I think they're called the Pact or something like that. The, the bad guys essentially, and they're running through a forest, and they're getting shot from behind and, and picked off, and and I was sitting there thinking like, wait, they have wings, right? Why are none of these guys flying? <laughs> and it just didn't make sense to me, and it, and it didn't. And then later on, you see them flying around. Like, it's nothing. So I'm I'm like, well, what are the rules of this world? Like, can they only fly for short distances or or not for very long? I just didn't understand. So I I guess it just didn't do enough for me in that first episode to make me want to uh, instantly hit play on that second episode. So, yeah, I I will probably watch the whole thing at some point in time, but I don't know that I'll watch it anytime soon.
1: Well, so here's what I'm going to say. I've got a few few things for you. One is I think... With that scene you're specifically citing, that there's, like, when you first observe it, there's, like, wires in the trees, and you could see dead Faye caught and tangled and dead in the wires. And so I think that's why they're running, mm. is because I think we physically know if they go up, they're just going to get tangled in the, the wires. So I think that's what okay. was keeping them on the ground for that scene, because once they get past the forest, they're able to fly. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's my theory on that cuz it took me a second I'm like why aren't they flying? I'm like oh yeah, wait. There was all those wires and stuff that were were dead fey hanging on them and entangled and that's so Now, now
0: like, I want to rewatch that scene and see right. <laughs> yeah. about- I think that's
1: why yeah. they weren't flying. Okay. okay so okay. that's for that. What I will say is I agree with you Bobby that first episode really doesn't do a ton. It gives you just enough setup but not a ton more information. Episode 3, Kingdoms of the Moon really gives you a lot more of a look into this world and a lot more understanding of basically everything that's happening. And so I would say mm. episode two is a little bit better, better set up. Episode three is where you go, okay, there's a lot of information here mm-hmm. to unpack. And yeah. That's where you really kind of jump in and catch into it. And that's where I kind of was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely watching the rest mm-hmm. of the show, especially because it's only eight episodes. So you're not committing to right. like a huge... 10 12 14 20 episode thing i'm like it's eight episodes I i can do eight episodes i can do this i i,
0: I find i found in this new age of streaming you know original programming and how we've kind of and especially with hbo as well how everything is kind of around that 10 episode mark some of the netflix stuff is like 13 episodes yeah um Eight, eight's a good number. Eight's right. a
1: really good number.
0: I'll say that though, and going, I can already tell that with the boys, you could have made thirteen, and I'd be perfectly <laughs> yeah. happy with that. But <laughs>
1: well, see, that's <laughs> but. my problem with Miss, with Marvelous Miss Maisel. Like I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm done already. Like it goes so fast, and I'm so excited for the third season. By the way, I cannot freaking wait. But yeah, no, I will say that Amazon's eight. That that seems to be what they kind of revolve around mm-hmm. is eight or nine episodes. It's really nice and yet at the same time at this show the pacing could be faster
0: yeah and there yeah you're right Bobby there's not really any action in most of the episodes at all yep. and and it feels like it could use something like like that to kind of keep you interested and
1: episode 3 just kind of, of gives you that change
0: up the pace of each episode it, mm-hmm. a lot of it is just a kind of a lot of dialogue yep. and and I hey, I love dialogue, but also the dialogue isn't that well written. So yeah, it's not have, like it's Tarantino dialogue, right? Or even Ugh. Game of you know Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones. Game of right. Thrones was able to have an extremely dialogue heavy episode, yeah. At, yeah. episode after episode, and it was super intriguing. And this is not that. So anyway, It's still entertaining. I, it's still entertaining. I'm still looking forward to watching the last episode. But
1: I will say the last episode has the best ratings out of all of them. Huh? Mm.
0: We'll see what we think after.
1: Anyways. Um,
0: anyways that's one... all
1: I've got. I didn't watch anything else. I watched a movie and a show. Yeah.
0: Well, the other show that I I think is going to be up next for me after I'm done with these two is probably Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, which I'm kind of dying to watch. Yeah. Bobby, I know you've watched it. You've watched oh. the whole thing?
3: Yeah, I watched the whole thing. And that I would put in the category of can't wait to watch the next episode as soon as you finish the last it was really good. Well done. I believe it's 10 episodes, um, but it just it flies by for me. The, I think it, this, this, this series takes place before the movie. I'm not sure how long before the movie it takes place, but it is a prequel to the movie. And in that first episode, I feel like they do a really good job within the first five minutes Of setting up the story so that even if you haven't seen the original Dark Crystal movie, you'll understand what's going on in this series and you won't have to have known anything else. And just watching it, you're you're in awe of the sets, the the puppets themselves and the detail of the way they look and the story. It's compelling. There's stakes in it. It's definitely, well, I wouldn't say definitely not for kids, but it's not necessarily skewed towards kids. And it has adult themes and and ideas in it. And in in a lot of ways, it's kind of Game of Thrones with puppets without the nudity and sex, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Because that would be weird. But it's really well done. And if I was to knock it for anything at all, I would say that in the beginning, when you're watching it, If you're paying attention to dialogue and looking at the puppets mouths it it's not like they can kind of mimic the word in the way that the word is actually said their mouths don't move that way but after a few minutes you kind of just sink into the the story itself and, and and everything that's going on around it and you really get pulled into that world and I don't know when they have plans for the, the next season, but I'm already anxious to see where what happens in that second season. And at the end of the last episode for this season, there's a, a, how, a sort of a documentary of how they were able to make the show, which is worth watching as well. But, yeah, it's really, really good. I, I imagine there will be, like, some... Some sort of award season recognition for it next year when when it gets to that point, because I just think they did a fantastic job, and it has such a tremendous voice cast of who 's who of actors and and actresses that are working today nice
0: yeah i'm I'm definitely looking forward to that i It was kind of popping up in my mind the weekend it dropped because it was during Dragon con and Dragon con one of its mini tracks was a puppetry track. Yeah. And they do a they did last year. It was a dark or no, it was a labyrinth ball. Yeah, and I think they did a dark crystal ball this year. But anyway, Well,
1: oh, I know Brian Henson was there for the panel. Yeah,
0: Brian Henson was there. But anyway, yeah. No, I just it kept popping up in my mind. I would they had like a, even a backdrop with our crystal stuff on it over near their track room, and
1: yeah.
0: every time I walked by, I'm like, oh god, that's right, that came out this weekend. I have yeah. to, I have to see this. So that's that's good to hear that it's doesn't suck <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> uh anything else you've watched
3: yeah i did there's a new series that came out on hulu uh wu-tang oh. and
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes wu-tang an, an american uh, saga and it's as you know one of the more influential hip-hop groups that came out what was that in the Two thousands or was it the late nineties? Oh, it was, it was like the nineties. Yeah. Man, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> they've been around that long, but yeah, and relevant been... and relevant too, and relevant. Too. Yeah. Still and dropped, so. yeah. Well, the thing that I like, you said, Yasha, it's relevant because they influenced not only other kids that were from their neighborhood, and you really get a sense of that <laughs> at least within the the. The first three episodes that dropped on Hulu that started last Wednesday and new episodes will appear every Wednesday you get the sense that from where they're from uh, on Staten Island that there was no real uh, infusion of hip-hop and rap and and as popular as it was like in Brooklyn or in Queens, and and so they were kind of left out of the mix for seemed like a, all this time. And then the story is told mostly through the viewpoint of the RZA. Uh, his name's Bobby Diggs, and you see his him sort of coming up and becoming who he is as a as an artist, and, and being able to help do the formation of the Wu-Tang Clan. And in those first three episodes, it's a lot of setting up the the players essentially and and the situations that they're in that help bring them to where we know them and honestly i didn't know a lot of the stuff that they're showing in this series whereas when i watched straight out of compton i i knew a lot of the beats in which the movie was going to do or uncover, cover just because i i knew of their their backstory a lot more but with wu-tang i, I didn't know a lot of their backstory in terms of how they were able to form as a group. So it's been for me entertaining and informative. And I've always been, as I've said on the show, sort of a sucker for biopics and especially musical biopics. And this falls right in line with that sensibility. And I'm three episodes in, I watched them back to back to back and looking forward to the rest of it and seeing how it goes i don't know how many episodes i'm assuming it's 10 episodes but yeah i'm all in on it for sure
0: you saw it too right Ariasha?
2: i'm about one and a half episodes in because they are about an hour long and while they are intense and they're good maybe even just finishing the second episode, so I'm not too far from behind Bobby, so there's really not much more that I can add that he's already added to this, but it is intense, it is really good, and it's detailed And, and what I think that this, these guys, the life that they really led, and it, it's interesting to see other aspects of the music kind of being incorporated into their story, because right now their story doesn't have much to do with music. It seems like it's a very, very small piece of that puzzle of what they're trying of what the river or bobby diggs is trying to do and it's lean more towards the music but he can't really lean towards the music so it's it's an interesting story and it's an interesting um uh show i i really do enjoy it the actors in it are fantastic everybody's doing a really good job it's very nostalgic for that era of music because they talk about a lot of things i, I just passed a scene not too long ago where they were they were listening to Cypress Hill in a car and they said, these guys are really from the West coast. Like, it's just like, it's interesting to see that these, them take influence from other, other, other groups as well. So it's, it's good. It, it is entertaining. Like I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're a, a hip hop person.
0: I I'll be honest before. I think I saw your tweet, Bobby about it. I didn't even know that this existed. So when, you, when I saw your tweet about it, I'm like, Oh, this is a thing. I might have to watch this. Yeah.
3: That was why, part of why I tweeted about it, because I don't know that a, a lot of people knew that as a thing. And for them to be as big a group and as influential as they are, I, I felt like, yeah, maybe more people need to at least know that it's out there, because right. it's one of those groups that even if you don't really listen to hip hop, you know their name and you've probably heard their songs. So I was like, yeah, maybe this should be a, a little bit more known than what I think Hulu is uh, advertising it as such.
0: Yeah. Um, anything else for you, Yasha, that you've been watching?
2: Um, no, I, I touched on that. Um, oh, and I started Baller season five, and it's just as good and picks right up where it left off in the last season. Um, if you aren't familiar, it talks a lot about the Los Angeles Rams and the transition to having the the Raiders out in Vegas. It's, it's an interesting show because they mix – I think, fabrication or fiction, I should say, with reality as to what's going on in the football world. And I really think that it's probably a very, very fine line that these two cross paths. And you kind of have to um, decide for whether or not what you think is actually happening or what has happened or how many what these players really do to make some of these huge, multi-billion-dollar deals go down. Yeah, that was a show...
0: I watched some of the first season... <laughs> and, I, and i didn't really keep up with and then as i've seen the show progress and i see like ads for it i've been like oh i kind of want to go back to it
2: like but yeah I have. it's a really easy watch it's a lot of fun james Cowdery is absolutely brilliant in the show like i think he's so much fun to watch and they've even included um oh what's the guys A british comedian he's a, a regular on the show now as well uh he was an Arthur a few while a few years ago. I'm t- completely blanking on it. Get him into the Greek. Get him to the Greek. Does anybody remember? Yeah. Sorry, <clears> that Excuse me. But he's a regular on the show now as well, and um, it's good. Like it's it's really good. It's a really interesting show. It's it's fun. Really All easy right. to watch. It's only thirty minutes, so you should give it a shot.
0: All right. Cool.
2: Um. So
0: I was gonna mention, or as we we all probably know, it's been it's already kind of like film festival season it seems with the Venice Film festival, Toronto international Film Festival, uh what Joker took home, what well, basically the top prize out of Venice, I think so without without getting into yeah, re- ever what it was called but- I forget the name of the prize too, yeah, yeah, but I think it was the top prize out of the Venice Film Festival. And then, uh, I don't know about you guys, but out of Toronto, I've been hearing really good stuff about Knives Out. Yep. Um, hearing good stuff about, was it Hustlers?
3: Yes. The Jennifer Really? Lopez the, the
2: Jennifer Lopez, the Lopez movie? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's, it's based on a true story. And I think the tone that they were going for was more um, comedic in tone and also in telling this story. So it sounds as though, based on the, the reactions, they, they were able to to hit that tone well. That it was, a lot of people seemed to be coming out of it saying it was pretty funny.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, I have no desire to watch that. Like, at all. <laughs> like, it sounds stupid as shit. And I have no desire to waste my time on that movie. So it's going to have to be a a consensus from my brain trust of friends here if you guys all watch it and you're like dude that's so funny you should go see it then I might go see it but I have no desire to go see it it looks mind-blowingly stupid
0: oh it's funny I remember when I saw the trailer which this is one of those few trailers I think I saw for the first time in a movie theater um I remember watching it going I'd watch this this could be interesting I'm not I've said before I'm for whatever reason not a big Jennifer Lopez fan like just n- not a fan <laughs> I've never met her, (laughs) can't speak for her, but, you know, just, I don't know, not a fan. And, but I I remember watching the trailer going, I'd watch this. And then I think the first thing I noticed, uh, one critic I follow, David Ehrlich, I forget who he writes for now. I'm completely dropping that. But anyway, who, yeah, I, I was surprised. I almost thought I misread it. He put a tweet out having seen Hustlers at the festival and it sounds like he loved it. And I was like, wait, is this the same movie? (laughs) Like, that's the one with Jennifer Lopez in it, right? And, yeah, he he had really high praise for that and for Knives Out. And then I kind of started searching around. And I've I've also come across a lot of other random kind of tweets and such about Knives Out, which everything seems really, everyone seems really happy with it. And then I kind of started searching around for stuff about Hustlers and almost everything I saw was positive. So...
1: He writes for IndieWire now.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He's actually the uh, senior film critic.
0: It was the last person I expected to go. Hustlers was... um,
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) was
0: as good as he says it is. I I was shocked.
1: No, I agree. I I saw the trailer and it wasn't... I looked at it and I was like, that could be entertaining. I didn't say, oh, that looks amazing. Holy hell. I went, that could be good. It could be entertaining. Right. I'd watch that. Mm Mm-hmm i think i'd actually watch that in the theater i'd go see that Mm -hmm. and so yeah to hear the praise coming up for it is very like wow really 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 like really are
3: we really okay yeah
1: sure sure fine fine
3: there was a couple other movies too that there seemed to do pretty well with Uh, one was just mercy with jamie Foxx and michael b jordan Mm -hmm. uh michael b jordan plays a lawyer who's trying to get jamie Foxx out of prison for a a crime that he didn't commit i think it takes place in no i i'm gonna get it wrong but i think it was like the 80s 70s 80s somewhere around there and the other movie that seemed to have done pretty well is the my name is dolomite
0: which is the eddie murphy netflix movie that's coming out nice that's good to hear yeah um and then real quick before we got to run it. So last episode, we talked a lot about D23 and we talked about footage for uh, Star Wars Rise or yeah Star Wars Rise of, the, of Skywalker that wasn't released yet. And like the day after, I think we recorded yeah. it went public. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk about it on here really quick. I, I assumed everyone here watched it. Would you Would you guys think of Dark Grey? <laughs> what appears to be apparently Dark, Dark Grey?
1: I was going to say, what looks extremely cgi would Dark Ray. Sure. Okay.
0: Oh, what did you think of it?
1: I think it looks extremely cgi would It doesn't yeah. look realistic CGI'd. at all. What do you mean? Her entire face looks completely cgi would Like, she doesn't look like the real mm. person. Like, at all. Like, it does not look like her.
0: Hmm. I no, I didn't catch that. Me either. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at that.
1: I mean, maybe it's the glow of the... Saber <laughs> that's like they did a bad job of it to glow on her face, but her face looks completely CGI'd.
0: Yeah. I mean I've watched it a few times. I definitely didn't notice anything oh, like that.
1: Yeah. That was like she the first just sort thing. of looks
0: sickly. Yeah. To me. She just looks different because she looks pale. like this pale kind of quote unquote dark version of her. Right. <laughs> to me. Yeah. So she just looks different. And yeah. yeah kind of just straight faced and
1: well my, yep, my opinion there's... on that is meh nah.
0: mad because of the CG thing or mad because you think it's kind of silly meh or... nah,
1: because I think it's kind of stupid
0: okay <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> I think it's kind of stupid alright Yasha then what what do you think of it? no I think it looked fine I, I mean I really did like I'm, I didn't think it looked CGI but I mean just to hear Michelle think that it looked kind of stupid I was just like oh okay
1: yeah I know I'm the worst. Thanks Aww. for
2: shitting on my childhood. That's great. <laughs> I mean, you know.
1: Not the whole thing, but the dark gray thing. I think it looks stupid. Like, eh,
0: eh. Bobby, well, what would you think?
3: Yeah, it, there's not much to what we saw. I I don't know that, that if they're calling it a trailer or not, but it's not really a trailer. No, it's not. Because just mixed with a lot of footage from past movies. So within the new stuff that we saw I, I will say the things that stand out the most are when you see all those star destroyers in in space just look like they're lined up and geared 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 up for battle. That's a such a good looking shot you know, the way it's composed. And then with Dark Ray of herself, you know, I my initial thoughts were that it it was probably a forced dream of some sort of a vision of her being dark. But the more I look online and the more theories I see in terms of them saying, Oh, maybe it's a clone. Then I can understand how that possibility would work and how that could be a real thing. And it just makes my interest in seeing what actually does play out that much more elevated. Just so I guess from that perspective, it worked on me not in the necessarily way that intended, because I just figured I wrote it off as a forced dream. But the idea and possibility of, of, of a clone makes me more interested based off of just that little bit that we saw.
2: It could just be a dream sequence, too. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, okay, that looks... I mean, I, I, I'm also going to say I don't think anything about her face seems CGI, but just the shot was kind of weird. Like, I will say the saber and how it's like it's, it's same it direction and then it staff. like flips down to a double side. Like that's that I find kind of weird, <laughs> but I'm like, OK, like I'm just kind of curious to see it in context of the film. Um, and then as for, yeah, Dark Ray, it was same thing. I saw it and I was like, well, this could be any number of things. And it's just funny, as with anything on the internet, how quickly everyone just jumps on one idea, and that seems to be the only idea. And I'm like, wait, whoa, everyone's just assuming, like, she's dark now? Like, let's all calm the F down. Like, we haven't, this could be, there's so many different explanations for what this could possibly be. And yeah, I think I did the same thing as you, Bubby. My first thought was like, oh, it's probably like a dream or something. But then I, I agree with some other stuff I've heard where, I don't know, to lay this as the like last shot of this thing they showed a D 23 for it to just end up being like something in a dream, I think would piss a lot of people off. And I have a feeling that's not what's happening, like, which leaves any other number of explanations and. I think I had heard the clone thing too at first and I was like, eh, I don't know what I think of that. And then I, I think it was an explanation I heard over on Collider Live, where hmm. they really laid out a kind of an explanation why the clone thing makes sense. And I was immediately like, yeah, I totally buy into that reason now. My only problem with it is yes, I, the reason they give sounds awesome, but having it work in a film and being able to explain it in a film kind of setting and not kind of bore your audience with a bunch of exposition might be tough it's the kind of thing where i'm like i could see that in a book but laying this kind of thing out and having people buy into it in a movie and i i don't know but yeah it could be any number of things and overall the the kind of it's kind of like a sizzle reel i guess of a montage of all the films and it was cool and in a, in a way it was kind of weird to end it on that even though i get in a panel setting to get everyone excited like let's end with this crazy shot of like a dark ray and really blow everyone's minds like i get it but anyway mm. yeah. but yeah the shot of the star destroyers and everything that, that was awesome so yeah now yeah, just waiting on tickets to go on sale
3: oh man yeah And thought about that
0: yeah <laughs> I have my reminder set in AMC which seems to fail terribly at every giving the actual reminder and Fandango as well I have my reminder set in Fandango because I'm gonna hope that Fandango actually gets it right
1: like well, I, yeah. can, I can certainly testify to the AMC app remind me setting is bullshit <laughs> I have tried to, quote, unquote, Uh, remind me, like, on four or five films. And just now, I went, oh, hey, I had that reminder set for Ad Astra. That's got to be coming up soon, Uh, right? That
0: movie comes out really soon, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, no, they're on sale. But did I get a notification? No.
0: (laughs) I brought up a sore subject, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you totally brought up a sore subject because I was doing it as we've been talking. And I was, like, sitting here... like, son of a bitch, yeah, no, I'm i it down again. I, I
0: think it's once I set the reminder for Joker that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go into Fandango and set this in here as well. So I've done that for that and Star Wars. And
1: I have Joker. It's set on Remind Me, so we'll see what happens. But I'm not holding my breath anymore. <laughs> F that. So this weekend, mm-hmm. what comes out? We got Hustlers this weekend. I don't
0: know, actually. What do we have? That's well, a good question.
1: I know Hustlers is officially this weekend. And for the little amount of people That I'm sure is actually um, Interested Another week after that is uh, Downton Abbey Okay so yeah this weekend is Hustlers and the Golden Finch And that's funny because that film I feel like not a lot of press And the only people that are going to go see this movie Are the people that love the book Mm. I just don't think Right right. I just don't think anybody is interested In this film at all
0: The Gold Finch
1: Yeah am i wrong i
0: i saw right. a trailer and i already don't remember what that's about
1: it's from a book the goldfinch and the book was a bestseller for like ever and it was on you know the top the top selling list for the longest of times but i mean yeah i feel like it's a movie that nobody's gonna see other people that just love the film and then yeah like september 20th is downton abbey and so the people that are gonna go see that are people that actually care about the show like me Um, But also that weekend, and this is one of the big reasons why that's definitely not going to do well, is that's when Ad Astra comes out. And, of course, Rambo, Last Blood, but, you know.
0: Do you think uh, Downton Abbey will be, the story will be told in such a way, constructed in such a way where someone like me who's never watched the show could go watch that and and be entertained, or is it like you're saying? (laughs) Because I would imagine the extreme majority of the audience is going to be people who watch the show, but you would like to think they would make the film in a way where it doesn't rely on that but
1: Uh, uh, i mean that's so
0: hard to do it is
1: it's crazy hard to do especially with the show because the show isn't just say focused around like five people there's like 20 plus people for this this thing like that are main characters because you have the upstairs you have the family itself and then the downstairs the help i mean there's like 20 people that you all you give a shit about all of them you're like wow i gotta know what's going on with so-and-so and so for a film to jump in and grant you yeah it's been there's a time gap from the last episode of the show to to this film yeah i mean it, it i think somebody could watch it and go that was enjoyable but i really don't know why we care that so and this happened to so-and-so i'll be like oh well this is why this is interesting and then i'll at you with like well this is the whole backstory over five years of doubt nappy you know and be like this is what's happened to her and, da, 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 and this is why we give a shit this happened in the film <laughs> otherwise I feel like you're gonna see it and go okay so yeah things happen to people like okay like you're not, you, you're not going to really care about the characters as in depth because you're not gonna have the history with them and so I think it's really hard to write this film to do that like I don't know They're, it's I don't know. I, I can't see them not having things that deal with their past. Right. That's Because that's how the show always is. Right. You know. Anyways. it's it, it would be incredibly difficult, I think, for them to do that. And, yeah, I just don't think somebody who's never watched the show is going to go into that and come out and go, Man, that was hella entertaining. I got re- to watch this show now. Like, I don't think it's going to change your mind.
0: So then next week I have to figure out what I think the top five box office is going to be. Is this right? With now Hustlers yeah. and gold, the Goldfinch cool. in the uh-huh. picture, yeah, yep.
1: Well, and Hustlers is getting good reviews, so maybe it bumps God. Chapter Two out. You never know. I, I mean, I'm just as shocked as you are, Yasha. I'm not saying I agree. I always haven't what is seen the film. But...
2: Society. What is wrong with society? I don't know.
0: Well with that. Yeah. We are going to wrap things up as always. <laughs> with what's
3: wrong with society? That's
1: it. We're going to we're going <laughs> to trust affair.
0: me. I I end every day with what is wrong with society.
1: Yeah. So you, you turn your night lamp off. And close your eyes and go oh, what is wrong what's with wrong with What's wrong with this world? Go to sleep. For the yeah
0: so that's how we're gonna end this episode uh as always we'd love to hear back from everyone listening you can email us at feedback at with your questions and comments we are on instagram and twitter at flicker underscore effect on youtube youtube.com forward slash flicker effect so look for us in all of those places with that i'm david lott
3: i'm bobby jackson
0: i'm yasha wilson
1: And I'm Michelle Hillard.
0: Thanks for listening.